Hey, before we get started today, just wanted to let you know that we have a big week of content in store for you. Conversations on trade shows, hot takes, the first ever rebuttal to one of our hot takes, and finally an outdoor-themed Oscars preview. I'll give you some more details at the end of today's episode, but make sure you follow, like, subscribe, whatever, so you don't miss a single thing from The Rock Fight. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. For as long as I've been engaged with or working in the outdoor industry, brands and outdoor athletes have been inextricably linked. From the early days of surf competitions to the inception of the North Face climbing team to modern rosters of competitive endurance athletes, outdoor brands have linked themselves to the top of the pyramid to promote themselves, wear test products, and be the face of their companies. But for the athletes and ambassadors themselves, the trail isn't always a smooth ride. Priorities and management can change on a whim, and that monthly stipend you are getting to post pics and videos of your training regimen for that upcoming thru-hike can evaporate. Recently, it was revealed that Eddie Bauer is cutting their Guide Build program. Guide Build came out of First Ascent, Eddie Bauer's highly lauded technical apparel line that launched in 2009 under the leadership of mountaineering legend Peter Whitaker, along with alpinist superstars Melissa Arnott-Reed and Ed Veesters. Whereas a lot of brands claim their athletes and ambassadors influence the products they make, in this case, the claim was real. Peter and his team built a high-end line of apparel designed to suit the needs of high-altitude mountain guides and their clients. Now, while Whitaker and Veesters parted ways with the brand years ago, members of the team, including Arnott Reed, have endured and were victims of the guide built cut. So whether Eddie Bauer felt that they no longer needed that level of athlete insight or they ultimately are returning to their days as an outlet mall brand is yet to be seen. Either way, it raises an interesting point about the value of athletes and ambassadors at outdoor brands. While there is obviously a human element of the story, as lives have been impacted by the loss of a job, Today, I want to dig into the value athletes and ambassadors bring to the products their sponsors make. Justin Hausman from Adventure Journal is back today to sort through this with me. I'm Colin True. This is The Rock Fight, and today we're picking a fight with branded outdoor athlete teams. Okay, we're back today with Justin Hausman from Adventure Journal, who's riding high in his celebrity status as a- on AJ's YouTube channel. Check him out over on uh, Adventure Journal's YouTube channel. He's got some some fun new videos up there. Uh, you know, Justin, thanks for making time for the lowly podcasters of the world. Appreciate you uh, you coming on again. Of course, I had a lot of fun last time. So let's uh, <laughs> let's let's do it again. Imagine your phone's blowing up. You're in demand. You know. Yeah, yeah. I have to cut this. I have a hard stop here in about ten minutes. I have some <laughs> producers that are trying to get a hold of me. They're gonna make a feature film out of your uh, your, <laughs> yeah. your amp, uh, jacket review. <laughs> That's right. So we had some other topics I think we were gonna talk about today, but I saw Delaney Miller's column in Climbing about the dissolution of the Eddie Bauer guide built athlete team, and it was something I was kind of hot to talk about. So I want to start here. Uh, sponsored athletes. Are- they're as old as outdoor brands and athletic icons are a huge part of celebrity culture. Like you just say Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Tom Brady, and no matter who you're talking to, those names will be recognized, even if it's not known why they recognize them. On the outdoor side, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, to swap basketball for mountaineering and maybe it's Ed Veesters or Melissa Arnott, and they're not well known as Brianna Stewart or Jason Tatum, but they're held in the same high regard by the super fans of the sport. So it's an easy decision to add aspirational names to a brand to help promote that brand. I guess for you, you know, does having names attached to a brand do anything for you as a consumer or as a journalist, you know, when you're considering a brand and the things they make? It's a it's an interesting um, 
how that breaks down, I think, depending on uh, how you consume your your media or your ads um, or how well you know what's going on behind the curtain, I suppose. You, you know, like if you already kind of know your equipment and you know what works for you and you know what gear you like, then at that point, you're kind of you're like, who do I want to associate with? Like what kind of what kind of brand do I want to associate with? You know, for, for sort of a hardcore educated consumer, um, you're really just kind of picking teams rather than, oh, like if uh, Alex Honnold uses this, it must work. Well, you probably already right. know it works for you, you know, so you're, you're, you're going, but I like him. I like how I like his style. I like what he's about. So I'm going to, you know, try to sort of glean something off of that by, by wearing the same shoes he wears, I guess. So North Face excluded, I, again, I, it's not something, I mean, I'm very, I'm very much immersed in the brand uh outdoor brand world and i and I, again i'm not i could not sit down and write down a list of 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 the top athletes on the top brands so something is lacking somewhere i think the one that have tried the hardest and probably haven't and it's not, i'm probably too close to it to to make a judgment here but i think ultra running has tried really really hard in the last few years to kind of do the same thing like the jim walmsley's and uh the courtney dewalters and these who do incredible things but i also think the idea of climbing something or climbing a mountain is probably a little more attainable to folks than running a hundred miles through the mountains too. I think, I think that's a harder people to get hard thing for people to get their minds around. So, uh, but I just, I think the only reason I know those names is because I used to run ultra marathons. <laughs> that's like the only reason why, for sure. you know, like I don't think and there's more of a chance probably because of things like free solo where people are going to know who Jimmy Chin is, but they're, or Alex Arnold is, but they're not going to know like some of the names that I just mentioned in the running community. Yeah, it's a sexier. I mean, it's a sexier sport, I suppose. Climbing has that that sort of uh, draw to it that ultra running doesn't really have. That's a good point. I mean, another thing I was going to say is that once you, as you get older, right, you learn how things work, you learn how brands work, you learn why people are paid, you know, to 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 sell products. It, it, it's easy. It's really easy to be cynical. And so I also think that at a certain point, it's not even so much identifying with uh with you know you want to be part of how a brand presents itself, but you might know that certain athletes stand for certain things. And so if they're yeah. backing a brand, then, okay, they probably share my values. So I'll back them too. I feel like that's probably more important now than how good of an athlete so-and-so is as part of a brand. I mean, you have to assume anybody who's sponsored by any any outdoor brand to do something is very good at it. So um, really, you, you know, if, if you're a big fan of, of uh, someone's personal life or their politics and you go, oh, well, they, you know, they ride for uh, specialized, like I could probably like feel good about buying a specialized bike. Like that's probably yeah. a, a big part of it now, too. And well, the other side of it is then how things get made. Right. Because, you know, a lot of brands like to say they're athletes and ambassadors help conceive and improve products based on their experiences. And there are cases where that's true. I in the case of Eddie Bauer, it's kind of the ultimate example. The guide built was originally First Ascent, which I think First Ascent still exists. I'm not sure what the the dual roles there is, but that's it's all part connected, which was started by Peter Whitaker and was truly made and released as sort of the ultimate kit for mountain guides. And with the consumer implication being, if it's good enough for them, that's certainly good enough for you. I'm having a hard time picturing them though, outside of like that example, a lot of these folks having that sort of inside knowledge of making apparel and gear. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that hardy user, you know, the hardy user can't offer important feedback, but, but you know, where does the value, I mean, for you, like, do you see that? Is that transparent to you of, you know, when these people are talking about like, oh, we, we had the influence of an Alex Arnold on this gear and that's going to make it that much better. It doesn't, it doesn't seem that way to me. I feel like most of the behind, uh, behind the scenes stuff is they probably would have, they could have gotten this feedback from a lot of different people who cares how good they are at it. You know what I mean? 
Well, okay. I'll give you a, a, a concrete example. Uh, I uh, I don't think this was a trade secret or anything. I, I was just down at um, Patagonia's headquarters a couple of weeks ago, uh, testing out um, their new wetsuits. Uh, you know, they, they make a, a wetsuit from Ulex, which is a, it's actually changed the, from where, where it comes from. It's a natural rubber. It's, it's, you know, a pretty sustainable way to make wetsuits, relatively speaking. But anyway, so they had a bunch of us down to check them out. You know, they have a, a surf team, which probably gives them some feedback, but all they kept talking about was that they repair all their, they repair so many suits. That's where they take their um, design cues. So they get, you know, thousands of wetsuits back that have busted seams or, or, or maybe the knees wore, wear out here or the crotch leaks or this hood doesn't really fit right. And uh, that's how they decide how they're going to um, proceed with the next iteration of suits. They use that feedback like pr primarily. Yeah. And so that's interesting and and that's a pretty cool way to do it and i'm you know that's kind of becoming a, a much bigger part of the outdoor industry now where you can send your stuff back and they'll fix it and maybe resell it or something like that right so i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if if brands start to take that sort of approach with stuff like if you're if you're mountain hardware and you're selling a ten thousand jackets a year of a certain skew and they come back and they all have like a busted shoulder panel you go okay all right well that that didn't work like maybe you don't need to be paying I don't know, you know, so-and-so a hundred grand a year to go climbing it. Like you, you have the customer feedback directly and that's easier think, to do now. That's so much like, how would you have done that 30 years ago? People have to write you a letter or send your jacket back or something like that. So it just, it's so much easier now. The good ones definitely do. I mean, in my time sitting with brands, I mean, they're definitely hyper aware. And even when, as a, you know, working for a supplier, you know, anytime there was something that could be like, there were a, a spike in returns that it could all could have been related back to the materials. Like, you know, my phone would start ringing. Um, so, and, and it would usually be from the materials team, right? Not from the, not from the returns department. It kind of gets funneled up the food chain. Yeah. You know, so like, okay, we had an issue here. So I think they're, they're definitely doing that, but I think you make a good point of like, it's not just, we have these three Uber athletes and let's just listen to them and like how we're, we're building our stuff. You know, I, I put an example in our outline about Black Diamond. Like, I thought that was a really interesting thing I, when I called on them when I worked for Polar Tech. And I don't know if they still do this. This is, you know, uh, probably close to 10-year-old information. I'm assuming they still do because it seems like something they would do. But they really use their employees for a lot of feedback. They had this sort of info, like a, an app on the phone type of tool. And if a group of guys or gals would go out for Dawn Patrol or whatever in the Wasatch, they're based in Salt Lake City, you know, they check out garments and gear, and then they'd give the feedback via this this tool kind of electronically and that got aggregated into information for the product teams. And that just seems like the, the way better way for me to improve product design and development. I mean, you're going to get that instant feedback from people who are effectively doing what your sponsored athletes are doing too, even if they don't have a big, you know, Instagram following. Well, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting way to think about it. I, um, I keep thinking about how, you know, the pros that anything can make do with anything too, right? I mean, it might not be the case right. with, with climbing where you're, with life or death. If this, if this piece of gear breaks, you, you might die or, you know, some hardcore mountaineering where you really need to be protected to certain temperatures, uh, no matter what. And that's a either, either works or it doesn't, but for so much other stuff, I mean, if you're, if you're a pro runner, like you're going to be able to run in, you could probably run a pair of wingtips, you know, just fine, you know, for a long time. <laughs> so like, yeah, there might be these little minute, benefits that someone like that can can pick apart that i can't but that's it's kind of doesn't really apply to me um and so i feel like for the most part you know if it, just because a pro uses it yeah i mean they could use anything but i mean we're also in a world in a period where for the most part stuff is all pretty good you know that's the other thing is like yeah. I, i've written about this before for adventure journal you know it's like we used to when i first started we, I, okay yeah i'd go, I'd go get the first the I pick five backpack manufacturers. Give me your new 58 liter pack for this, for this summer. What do you got? 
they're great. They're all great. They're always right. all great. You right. know, I mean, so at this point, I, what are you going to do? That's so different. You know, it, it, well, it, and what's an athlete going to do to make tell you that it's even better? I mean, I guess that's sort of as a journalist, you definitely get the inside scoop uh, more than a consumer does. I did on the kind of the brand side working for them. I mean, has there ever been a time when like you've been overwhelmed by what an athlete at one of those, you know, kind of days that a brand puts on where an athlete, where an athlete has rolled out and been like, man, you know, we worked on this one. And let me tell you what we did to make this better. They're just, you know, but anything I would imagine there's reading the bullet points handed to them by the product. Team. For sure. <laughs> I, I, I honestly cannot fathom how that would possibly sway my decision about whether some, whether to try something or not. I mean, right. I really can't. I, I just, I don't know what that what they would have to say, right? Be like, I can't imagine the celebrity outdoor person that would say something like that. That would that would really cause me to, you know, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. But I mean, how valuable from a business perspective do you think these roles are to consumers? Obviously, we're talking about Eddie Bauer because of the of the fact that they, you know, have made the switch with with their um, athlete team. But I mean, God, First Ascent is like the best outdoor stuff. I mean, right it really now, is. I have to say, it, it's like, it doesn't get nearly the love that it gets, probably because Eddie Bauer's name kind of got sullied by, you know, becoming like a mainstream, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mall brand. Right? Brand, like, with, you yeah. know, Eddie Bauer packages and cars and stuff. Khaki Larry's like, wearing Eddie Bauer stuff, yeah, you know? But like... my First Ascent Eddie Bauer stuff is fantastic. I mean, nothing even, nothing can touch it. And so yeah. that is a good, so is that because of their athlete team. I mean, that would be like, if, if that's the case, then, okay, let's keep, let's keep rolling this. Let's keep doing it. Having, you know, yeah, like they're, they're, they've, they're doing this right. I, uh, and maybe we'll discover that, right? Like if all these brands start axing their, their, um, their athletes and their product quality suffers, then, okay. Then, you know, someone will reinvent that wheel and someone will start paying athletes again to go up and like test the stuff in real places where it really matters. One thing I thought of, I just looked it up, like, you know, a, a brand like Nemo equipment, Mm-hmm. Which is kind of becoming like the brand du jour, I feel like in the in the at least in the camping scene, right? Yeah. Um, no athlete team, you know, right. according to their website. I don't know. You tell me if you've been to any sort of uh I don't think so. Events. I think that's just another good example of make good product, you know, put it in the hands of the people who want it, you know, stick to kind of an they have an ethos that they kind of build around and you know, be patient, right? I don't know if that's kind of the model, and then if eventually you can get somebody with a name to help you hawk it in the world, then great. But I don't know. Like, what's your impression of that brand? Their stuff is fantastic, you know. So you clearly you don't you don't need it. I mean, they're they're um I mean my pretty much any tent I'm gonna use right now is gonna be Nemo. All my pads are Nemo. I mean their 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 stuff is great. Mm. So I mean that's a good well okay. So one of my one of my closest friends owns a wetsuit brand. Yeah. They don't they don't have any athletes. I don't think they ever have. I mean, he's like given some suits to some pros to see if they'll wear them, but you can't even tell. Like they don't have logos on their suits really. So you wouldn't even necessarily know. It's more just maybe they're maybe the pros can talk to their friends. Hey, this is a great suit. And they sell more that way, but they don't do any marketing. They don't do any social media. They don't do anything. They they do fine. Um, and the more you know? I think about this, I just feel like maybe it's just in the, the, the athletes is an old school notion. I mean, you go back to yeah, first times I'm going to OR in the early 2000s and like half the people there were like hikers looking for a sponsorship, right? Totally. I mean, that was the, the heyday of adventure racing and, you know, a, a, the, the whitewater paddling and Teo Berman hucking himself off of cliffs. And it was just this whole, the celebrity culture becoming part of a major trend, which was the outdoors. And the brands we're talking about that have this sort of lasting legacy sort of still have that as a component of it, maybe because they feel like they have to. Eddie Bauer maybe is the exception as people were like, we brought in a bunch of really knowledgeable people to help us build this thing. 
because you know who are the new brands these days that are really going they, they, I, why would you why would you invest into some big athlete you know you don't need to i mean you just listed two examples yeah they have athletes and probably because like oh we want the feedback from people who are really good servers so get out there on our stuff and tell us what you think and we can trust your opinion I guess the difference is if you're if you're a brand that is bringing in um, these athletes because you specifically want their feedback on how to make it better, and that yeah. and you you don't even have to market that. I mean, that could right. just be. I mean, for all I know, Nemo did that. I, I don't I, know. Pat, yeah. That's a lot of what Patagonia does. I know behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, and so you know, if you want to bring someone in to do that sort of thing and be transparent about it, that's fantastic. But you know, do you still need to go and pay uh, these people a couple hundred grand a year every year for ten years? to wear your stuff while they're climbing. I, I I don't know. Maybe you don't, you got the feedback, right. you got kind of what mattered. Um, yeah. yeah. That's I the think... thing we don't know here is like, you know, what was the, what was the line on the P and L that this thing cost? I mean, the, I would... the, the, the big question is like, why does it bother us though? You know, like you see a news, you see a news <laughs> release and it's like Eddie Bauer is getting rid of their, their sponsored athletes. And like so many of us are like, Oh damn. But like, why is it because we feel bad for them? Do they have to do something else? Is it like uh, indicative of a, of a broader push toward like more social media, which none of us really want? I mean, it is interesting. Like, what are we, what are we mourning here? You know? Um, I, I do think it's a unique case because like, yeah, if you look at like even what Melissa Arnott and some of the other athletes posted on their personal social media feeds, there was a lot of gratitude of like, Hey, yeah, it was a great totally. run. You know, I think they mm -hmm. kind of recognize like, Holy shit, look how long this thing has lasted. Well, and because it's Eddie Bauer, because mm -hmm. it's not, I think if this was a lot of other brands, you know, I don't, I don't even know if it would be happening. And because Eddie Bauer has that history of being sort of a founding father of sort of the outdoor industry and then going real soft, but then coming back with a vengeance to your point to make some of the best outdoor apparel out there, get, you know, a lot of accolades, even if they're maybe not mentioned in the same breath with a lot of the other brands. And now it's changing again. So what does that mm -hmm. mean? So it's really an yeah. Eddie, Bauer story, Eddie Bauer story more than it is probably an athlete story. Well, that's true because nobody, I mean, so Specialized acts their entire ambassador team, what, like that's earlier true. this Not year. That and that, yeah. yeah, and that was, but that was a big story because it seemed to, you know, it was like an overnight thing, right? Like it just, people just, there was, it, it seemed like a rug being pulled out from under them but like do any of us think that the specialized like products are gonna the bikes are gonna be any worse no you know no. not at all it just it sucks how they treated their athletes but like the bikes are gonna be fine right um so that could be part of it you know the eddie bauer thing um maybe they did it the right way you're right i mean most of the stuff i've seen coming out from the the people that are affected is mostly gratitude and you saw a lot of that from specialized athletes too but also a lot of whoa like what did we do wrong here like my life is built around this you know um that's part of it too like it nobody likes to see uh these sort of people that we hold dear in our outdoor communities uh get get the shaft i mean it's like if you see this you know i don't know most of these athletes but i see them all the time on so you feel sure. like you develop a relationship with them and you sort of feel, it's always like a good sports team i guess you know it's like what does it matter if the dodgers lose you know i don't know these guys but like you still get sad you know <laughs> right. so maybe it's something like that all right so to put a bow on it let's throw a a, a bone to the, to the to the eddie bauer crew what's uh do you have a favorite piece of first ascent gear or guide build gear that you, you enjoyed over the years i'm looking it up right now i don't know if it's even still if they even still make it but it was the bc evertherm down jacket and um it's evertherm is this like down substitute or a new way of making down i, I can't quite remember but it's like super thin it's not all puffy uh but it's waterproof and so mm. it's a rain jacket with like epic down insulation i've there are there are you know 
other things sort of like this out there in the in the outdoor space i've never encountered a jacket that's this good i mean i've i've had it for i don't know maybe five or six years now they sent it to me as a prototype um and it is freaking outstanding and uh i will i will have this jacket as long i will be this will be like mostly duct tape at some point if it comes to that but um yeah you wear again it's like god they figured it out right like somebody there figured out how to make a super lightweight super duper warm super thin super waterproof insulated jacket and it's like why why aren't those why aren't all my jackets like this like yeah what why why has the waterproof down jacket not caught on i mean first of all if you're talking about some sort of you know gore or gore knockoff none of that's breathable it's all moisture vapor transfer so it's not technically breathable anyway and you're talking about down which you don't ever want to get wet so just fucking wrap it in some Gore-Tex or or some some sort of waterproof barrier. You know what I mean? And by the way, you know what that's going to do? Because it's a down jacket and you're wearing it when you want to stay warm. It's going to help you stay even warmer. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't remember. I mean, I wrote an article about the jacket because I was so impressed by it. And I can't quite remember what the science was behind how they did it. It's like the down is woven into sheets or something like that. Mm. Um, that's all uniform thickness. And so it was just uh, there's no baffles or anything like that. Oh, this is a great jacket. Tim Bantle, if you're listening and you're working on first descent, make sure we still have the, uh, was it the Evertherm? Yeah, the BC Evertherm. There you go. That's the all-timer right there. Make sure that one, if it's been dropped, bring it back. All right, Justin, thanks so much for coming on again. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Hope to see you again maybe next week. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be here. And before before we go, I just want to um, thank my sponsors, uh, Feral Wetsuits and Long Weekend Coffee and Scarpa Boots and uh, Patagonia Workwear and a Ford Motor Company. Um, Is your new uh, Maverick showing up? The pickup trucks showing up. That's soon? right. Yeah, you <laughs> you can't unfortunately you can't see me, but I have all the I do have all these patches on my on my parka that I'm wearing right now. So I just want to make sure that the sponsors get a shout out. Yeah, yeah Eddie Bauer, he's available if you're if you're. <laughs> yeah, I got some real estate <laughs> left on my shoulder. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. All right, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, that's our show for today, and there's certainly a lot to unpack here. This is a topic we'll likely continue to explore here on The Rock Fight, and I'd love to invite some current and former athlete ambassadors on the show to dig into it even further. If you fit that bill, drop us an email at myrockfight at gmail.com. Like I mentioned up top, we have a big week of content coming your way. Tomorrow, we welcome Kenji Haratunian for a conversation on outdoor trade shows. Wednesday's hot take is a good one, but I'm not going to spoil the topic for you now. But then Thursday, we have an historic moment on the show. Our first ever rebuttal. Adam Jabber from the Out of Collective is coming by to convince me that my take on mountain bike suspension is wrong. I can't wait for you to hear that one. And then Friday, it's the first annual Oscars preview where we rate the outdoorsy content of all the Best Picture nominees and give my personal Best Picture winner prediction. An absolute banner week of content on the way. You're welcome. Please like, follow, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC.